Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special, what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love Human Be Spirit. My name is Monique, one of your hosts here at Love Human Be Spirit. I am flying solo today. We're giving you a special bonus episode this week. And our bonus episode is an interview with me on a friend's podcast. My friend Dominica has a podcast called the Hustle, Heart, and Vision podcast, and she invited me to be on her show to interview me to ask me some human design questions a few weeks prior to Amy and I starting Love Human Be Spirit. So I'm excited to share this with you. Amy and I both are excited to give our listeners these bonus episodes in a way to further get to know us and our journey and what it's been like to get here and what it's continuing to look like to get here. We love sharing different sides of ourselves in an authentic way. And here's another way that we're getting to do that. So enjoy. Dominica is a good friend of mine and also her podcast is great. And she has so many cool different guests on from business related things to spiritually related things to human design related things to um yeah and she's um she's got so many tricks up her sleeve man that girl keep an eye on her trust me when I say that but uh she's great and her podcast is great and right now on the hustle heart and vision podcast she's doing a giveaway with some pretty fantastic prizes so if you go to the hustle heart and vision Instagram page. You can find out all the details. I think she's still accepting uh, entries for another week or so. And there's some, like I said, really cool prizes to be won here. So definitely check that out if you get a chance, if you feel called. And in the meantime, check out this interview with your girl, Monique. I did want to make a quick little note that during this interview, I said, some information that isn't exactly accurate. Not completely inaccurate, but I do want to correct myself because I just can't handle having it out there without the correction. So at some point in the interview, you're going to hear me tell Dominica that she has gate 34, gate of power, and uh, that it's about strength and brute strength. And that is not entirely true. Dominica does have gate 34, which is the gate of charisma not the gate of power. And uh, 
Dominica also has the channel 3457, which is the channel of power, which isn't necessarily so much about strength. It's a little bit more about the power of instinctive survival and uh, knowing this moment to moment. And, um, but it is a powerful channel, obviously called the channel of power, but also gate 34, the gate that I uh, misspoke and said was the gate of power is actually the gate of charisma. And, um, it is a very powerful gate as well, though. It comes right from the sacral. And so the words mixed up in my mind, I said it incorrectly. We're human. It happens. But my one line and the Virgo in me just could not handle leaving that out there without the correction. On this week's special bonus episode, we're featuring an interview with Monique. On next week's special bonus episode that will be released, we're featuring an interview with Amy. Please enjoy from our hearts to yours. Love yourself. Because you saw somebody else do it and it worked or whatever the case is, because your mom told you to, or I don't know. But yeah, stop doing that. Everyone with a defined sacral, light yourself up, bring yourself joy and watch how life will show up and give you things to respond to. Amazing things will show up in your awareness and you will have all these things to respond to. And then you won't have to think and initially like, how am I going to be successful? You don't have to come up with that. You really don't. What you need to do is put yourself in places and environments that bring you joy and light you up. Hey there, my name's Dominica and I'm obsessed with all things business and personal growth. Think of this podcast as a landing place for you to learn about all things business, marketing, money, health, and so much more. There's nothing on this podcast we shy away from. So grab your coffee, grab some headphones, and get ready to be challenged to become the best version of yourself. This is the Hustle, Heart, and Vision podcast. So excited. Monique, my friend, who I still haven't even met in person, is on the podcast. She is the human design goddess, queen. Just welcome to the podcast, Monique. Oh, thank you. You know how to make a girl blush. That's such a nice welcome. You're the sweetest. I am so excited to be here. This is amazing. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited because every guest that I've had on for season one, they really like I've just met them as soon as they come onto the call. But I've known you since like August, September virtually since we've been meeting every single Monday online and just I feel like I could completely be myself right now and I know any question I ask you is usually not even off limits (laughs) yeah totally I love that I love that I'm excited I'm excited for that energy yes and the question that I've been asking all of my guests in the first season is an icebreaker question so I'm gonna still ask you this question is what makes you feel inspired and like your best self I love this question great question what makes me feel inspired and like my best self what I mean the first thing that's coming to mind is what makes me feel inspired is when I see humanity at its best like when I see people doing things that are freaking awesome or when I see 
love being shown randomly, like when I'm doing something or I mean, anything like that, something that when I feel inspired is when I see the world like behaving as I picture it. <laughs> and my best self is when I'm living as my most authentic self every day, every second, when I'm like intentionally trying to let go of anything that's just not me in every second and being that. That's, I think, what really truly makes me my best self is what I'm learning, especially now. Oh, my goodness. That was so good. So good. I love it. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? Because I know who you are, but they don't. <laughs> yes, definitely. So my name's Monique. I am a mom to a beautiful seven-year-old named Mia. And I currently am in a transition period, but what I'm, I, I do two things <laughs> for a living. And uh, one of them is bartending. And I've done that for most of my adult life. I've been in the hospitality industry and I've worked with people my entire life in, in every capacity of that word. And now over the last four years or so, I've been transitioning into this other world that has just embraced me and allowed me to fully step into my whole self. I feel like in a way that's been super amazing. And that world has involved, it started with just a self-awareness journey on my own, in my own life with different things going on. And then I started doing some digger deep, uh, deeper digging, <laughs> deeper digging. <laughs> and I started to follow my intuition before I knew I was doing that, I think, for these big choices. And I signed up for a spiritual life coaching course. And I'll be honest, when I did, it was really for myself to help me kind of go through the things I was going through, to coach myself through it. And as I did that, I also, human design kind of found me. And when I found design, it was like a click went off in me and I just started learning about it. And what I came to is that these two things together, a lot of the, the coaching information that I gained, but also the human design information that I've learned have allowed me to super better myself as a human, super love myself in a way that I didn't accept myself. And I now do that for others. So that is what I, I like to call myself, something like a self-empowerment, self-love, self-acceptance, guide, coach, of those sorts. But I work with people. I do human design readings. And we, I just, I, I like to give people what I got from this if I can. And that is just this intense level of self-love that I didn't even know that I was missing necessarily. That's a long answer, but there you go. <laughs> No, I love it because y'all, Monique has taught me so much about myself through human design and just how I should approach things. And that's really what this episode is all about for you guys. It's just for you to learn yourself better and how you function and interact with the world. And it doesn't have to be the way that the world tells you is most efficient or productive or the socio norm socio norm <laughs> wow socio norms yeah. yeah so for those who don't know what is human design so yeah that's 
thank you for saying that I've, I've helped you out with things and I've seen you grow a lot too, just in the short time that I've known you. And it's really impressive. I mean, you're already such a magnificent, magnetic person we're having some word issues today huh what's going on you are you are a magnetic person since i met you but i've really seen your magnetism rise more in the time that i've known you and i do think that's because you're more intentional about your sacral and using that energy in a way that lights you up and that's what's really important for your type so what is human design human design the short uh textbook definition is the science of differentiation I don't know. That doesn't really do a whole lot for me. So what I usually tell people is human design is the understanding of our own energetic body and our aura, our auric design, the way that our energy moves inside of us, the way that our energy is received by the other. And then once we start getting into our own charts and start to understand our human design, what happens is you start to understand others' designs or the the openness in your mind that happens when you start to see, oh, this person could be this type and that's why they behave like this. And kind of what you were saying, we stop expecting this behavior from others. We stop expecting others to behave like we do because that is something that we all do. And it's something I believe that makes for a lot of conflict. And so human design kind of, in my opinion, is the understanding of the energy inside of us, how it moves, how it operates in ourselves with the other. And I mean, you can take this so many places with that, but in large part, it's I it's meant to be used as a self tool to really, and, and it's nothing, I always say it's nothing that you don't know. I, I usually am never telling people something they don't know about themselves. It's almost like you're being either reminded of something that you knew or pointed out clearly. I like to describe it as a treasure map. I heard that recently. It's like a treasure map of all your beautiful gifts and traits and or an owner's manual blueprint. Some people like to say I've heard those words too. I like those words too, but I've used it for parenting in a, in a deep, profound way too with my daughter. Like I remember the whole first year that I was a mom, I was like, where's the manual? <laughs> Why didn't the, it come with an owner's manual? And this is like that for your energy and your design. And often our traits, gifts, talents, skills, we disregard those and we don't even acknowledge them. And we certainly don't give ourselves props for them. We don't put them. And, and you can see all that in your design. It's beautiful, amazing stuff. Did that answer it? I'm sorry. <laughs> Was that too roundabout no, way of answering? No, don't, Did don't apologize. You, it was okay, perfect. Okay. It was perfect. Because that just leads me into now we're talking about energy types and people working with their own energy and understanding their own energy types. So what are the different energy types? In human design, there are, it depends who, who you ask and where you see the information, but in source material, in foundational material, there are four energy types. One of the types, the biggest type has two subtypes. So some people say five energy types. I, 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 there are really four energy types because generators and manifesting generators, which are two of the types we'll talk about, have the same aura. So their auric energy works the same way 
but there are some differences in their design. However, their strategy in life is the same, which strategy and design is the way that you're meant to work with life for the easiest flow. So there are four or five, depending who you ask, manifesting generators and generators, the two that I've said, then there are projectors, then there are reflectors, and then there are manifestors. And each one of these energy types has their own auric field, design, energy, and really have their own way of operating. And we're not taught this at all. We're very much taught to, if you want what, if I want success, like how it looks on you, then I should go get it the way that you got it. Or if you want to be happy or if you want to be successful, you do these things. And we check these things off a list thinking it's going to make us feel some type of way. And really we end up kind of like, I might, I'm not even happy. All these people walking around and we have these successes, but are we even happy with them? A lot of times I had to really ask myself what I was doing things for. Like, why am I working this hard for this thing or whatever? Is it because someone at some point gave me the impression that this is what I needed to feel successful or good, but if it never feels good to you, if it's something unnatural feeling to you, then it's probably not for you. And that's what design does for us. And it's allowed me to really sit into my energy type. So should I talk a little bit about each energy type? Give a little. Yeah, I think it would be good for people who are maybe new to human design or understanding human design, what each energy type is. Cause I know you're mm -hmm. a projector and I'm a generator, but you can go into each one and kind of explain it for everyone. I would love to. So yes, I'm a projector, Dominica, your generator. And let, let me start with the generators since I kind of broke that up into two subcategories. There's, so there's generators like Dominica and then there's manifesting generators, which is a subtype of generator. And both of those types make up about 70% of the population. Both of these types are meant to respond to life. So that's your strategy for any of you generators out there. Respond to life. And that's kind of weird sometimes to wrap your mind around. Again, we're very much taught in this society to initiate our way through life. And most of us have that kind of conditioning surrounding. But the generator types are, mangens and gens are the only types that have defined sacrals in human design. And what that means is you have the biggest, baddest battery pack of energy consistently to pull from in, in your design. And that's pretty awesome. And what happens sometimes is because you have this energy to do awesome things, to do creative things, to do amazing things, it can be misplaced because of the way that our society, again, is kind of set up. And you can find yourself feeling burnt out and tired, even though you have an endless supply of sacral energy inside of you. But if you're not doing things that light you up in a responsive, from a place of response, you're going to get tired. You're going to feel depleted and you don't have to feel that way. There's just no reason for it. Not with the juicy ass sacral that y'all are running around with. There's just no reason for it. The idea for generators and man gens is to really lean into the things that get you excited, make yourself happy first and trust that that is the best Thing that's going to be for everybody in your life because you're not as a lot of the conditioning that surrounds generators and mangens often is about doing for the sake of doing and for the sake of the family and for the sake of the people and for the sake of everybody else and generators boundaries can get blurry people pleasing we all have that conditioning surrounding us obviously but again you 
your type has the capacity to, to fulfill. So you have to really check with yourself and be like, why am I doing this thing? Do I even like this thing? If your body is, I hate doing this, then don't fucking do it. Don't do it. Stop doing it. But uh, that's how I get about it because you can't, you know, we just, we do these things. We force ourselves to do these things. And especially in a sacral case, your body sometimes is straight up being like, no, no, bitch, I don't want to do that. Why are you making me do this thing? Because you saw somebody else do it and it worked or whatever the case is, because your mom told you to, or I don't know. But yeah, stop doing that. Everyone with a defined sacral, light yourself up, bring yourself joy and watch how life will show up and give you things to respond to. Amazing things will show up in your awareness and you will have all these things to respond to. And then you won't have to think and initially, like, how am I going to be successful? You don't have to come up with that. You really don't. What you need to do is put yourself in places and environments that bring you joy and light you up. And then that all that stuff is going to show itself. It's amazing. And that's manifesting generators and generators going on to projectors, my type. We are about 20% of the population. We do not have a defined sacral like Dominica. I'm a little jealous, but that's okay. We have other gifts. <laughs> and so our gifts lie in how we see our viewpoint because we don't have this big battery inside of us that's constantly running. We have the ability to, to, to really see things in a way that sacral types can't. Projectors are really here gener to guide in some way. I urge projectors out there to find something that that you can become an expert in or let yourself be really fascinated by. That for me, obviously, is human design uh, at this moment. But any time in my life where I've allowed myself to naturally get engulfed with something and become fully fascinated with it, not caring what the outcome was, I've been successful, which is what projectors are here to do. And a projector's strategy is to wait for the invitation. So like generators are meant to respond, we're really meant to wait a little bit. And I don't want to disempower anybody listening with that statement because that can happen. But what that really means, and this is for bigger stuff and work things and big relationships, but waiting for the invitation means waiting until the other, any dynamic that you're going to go into with the other, waiting until the other recognizes and sees you fully before proceeding with your guidance or advice or viewpoint or anything really. And uh, there's something, because the projector has limited energy, it's really important for us to pick and choose where we expel our energy. And that goes for everybody, but especially with a, with a non-sacral being, it's really important that I surround myself in environments and around people that really truly make me feel recognized and seen. And then I can be my best projector self and everybody knows what their gifts are. And that's the idea behind all this. So projectors also have what's called a penetrating aura, meaning they're really good in one-on-ones. When they are communicating with the other, they are very much seeing into the other deeply. So that means sometimes that can be intense for other people. Sometimes people don't want that in their auric field. Whereas a generator and a manifesting generator's aura, it's what's described as enveloping and, or yeah, is that the way to say that? Enveloping. And it's, I like to say it's like an octopus with a lot of tentacles. It's super friendly. It's very warm and it feels good. So that's a big difference in how I feel to people versus how Dominica feels to people. So if we're both out there doing things the same way, that's not being receive the same, right? For example, let's say we're in a conversation together, Dominica, me, you, and someone else. And 
let's say this other person is a manifester because I'll get into that. And let's say they say something because they're the only type that's here to initiate. They say something that makes your body want to respond because you're a generator. You feel something in your body that's, I need to say something back to this. This is like the thing that I'm feeling I need to respond to. So you do. And it's great. You're on. Things are flowing. Let's say I get the same feeling and I do that in the moment. That's not really the way that I'm designed. If I, however, wait a second and wait a second more and probably a couple more seconds, somebody in that combo, the manifester probably, will be like, Monique, what do you think? Then I'm on. That's being invited. That's the difference in using our energies the best way for us in the same scenario with the same you know, kind of example. So then let's go on to manifestors. They're about 9% of the population and they are the only ones here to initiate their way through life. They are here to be bold and just do what they want. And people should really move out of their way when they're doing that because it's going to be the best for everyone if we let the manifestors follow their urges and do what they're here to do and have the big impact. And then we can do our roles. That's the idea with design is we all get to use each other's gifts in a powerful way. I don't need to do the things that you're good at. And you don't need to do the things that I'm good at. We'll work together and do that together. So the manifestors, their aura can sometimes, or not sometimes, it is described as closed and repelling. Oof, right? Kind of ugly words. (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) But... I will tell you that is on purpose because so the manifestor, like I said, it's here to have big impact um, and initiate. And they the only way that they can do that is by not being influenced by other people, by not really. So being closed off is on purpose so that they can have the impact they're here to have. And that's not to say they can't have intimate and deep relationships. My best friend is a manifester. I have a lot of good friends that are manifestors. Their aura is amazing. Here's the thing with manifestors. If they choose you, if you're in their life, That's very special because their aura is not like yours or mine. It's very selective. It doesn't, I I hate to say it doesn't need the other. Everybody needs others, but it can really go through life not connected all the time as maybe your aura or my aura needs to be to others. And it's good. Like it needs that time away so that it can have that impact again. Manifestors are amazing human beings. I love them and they're powerful. And they really, like I said, they're 9% of the population. This is not a lot of people. And again, manifestors, the way that they are meant to strategize, like I was saying, you're meant to respond. I'm meant to wait for the invitation. They are meant to inform And their strategy is to really just start using your voice and communicating what it is that you want if you're a manifester. Just try it out. Let me know what happens. Send me an email. Because when you're a manifester and you start speaking, you could be speaking to the universe out loud, at home, by yourself, whatever you want, whatever you feel good about, your partner, your kid, and you just start saying all of the things that you want the things will start to happen for you. Somebody will call you and be like, hey, you know what? I got this idea. We should do this. And you'll be like, oh my God, that's exactly what I wanted. Manifestors are, you're here to start things. You're here to do things, how things have never been done before. But you can't do that if you're not informing. And often the conditioning that surrounds manifestors is you talk too much or you should quiet down. You have too many opinions. You want to control everything. These are the, the kids that get told that. And so they grow up. And they learn to quiet down so that they could fit in and they could not be, you know, 
stirring up the pot or whatever, but you're here to stir up the pot that we need you to stir up all the pots. And that's the only way that they can do that is by being their boldest, biggest selves and inform, over inform. Manifestors are the only ones that their strategy really doesn't feel natural. So most generators, man gens I've worked with, once you really start sitting into that responsiveness, instead of initiating life, and maybe Dominica, you might be able to speak on this, but what I've seen, it's, it's almost like a more relaxed feeling that the generator guess it's almost like a little bit of relief oh okay I don't have to initiate everything the things are gonna show up for me to respond to it's happening right and for projector the invitations start coming it's bananas as soon as I stopped looking around for them and really just focused in my penetrating aura on myself they started coming and these things start to feel natural for us for informing for a manifester never ever ever feels natural never most of the manifestors I know still the ones in design everything it's not comfortable for them but they're not you're not really doing it to be comfortable you're doing it so that your closed and repelling aura can be more understood by the other and when you're more understood by the people around you they're more willing to work with you so that you can do all the things you want to do that's how that works for manifestors. Last type is reflectors, sweet little reflector unicorns. They are 1% of the population and they are so special and rare. I've met about three of them in my personal life and I love them all dearly. They have a completely undefined chart, meaning all of their centers are white and they have a very different strategy. Their strategy is to wait a full lunar cycle. Can you believe that? 28 days They're to wait to make decisions. And here's why. Reflectors are super influenced by all of the cosmic things going on. They're very influenced by all the collective things going on. All of us other types have some areas in our chart where we have definite what's called definition, meaning we have consistent energy that we put out into the world. Whereas reflectors, that changes daily for them. Daily. They have no centers that are consistently the same every day. They have to ride that out. And when they do that, they get to sample all of that feel through that lunar cycle. And then at the end of a month, they get a lot of clarity and that's how that works best for them. And obviously something we are super not taught in this society, but I will tell you that the reflectors that I know that have leaned into this and allowed themselves to have that, if an opportunity comes up for them and they stay back, I'm going to need a month to think about this. That sounds crazy a little bit, right? But if the, the receiving end of that is, okay, cool, that's a good fit for you. If the receiving end of that is, that's absurd, sorry, I can't give you a month to think about this. That's not the lane for you, reflector. Go somewhere else. Trust that there are places where you're, it, the more that you lean into that and do it, the more that it will be received. That's what I've seen happen with all of the types. I think that I've said a lot there on all the types. Did that cover it? No, absolutely. Especially because as a generator and you teaching me just about understanding myself better and that I'm actually supposed to be reacting has completely just changed for me and this year I would say in 2022 is catching myself when I'm trying to be the manifester and I'm trying to initiate and realizing that I've been conditioned to initiate 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 when in reality so much has helped and been so much better in my life because of just reacting previous to even knowing that 
waiting to react and not initiate especially when you brought up earlier about oh I have to do this thing because somebody else is doing it prime example this year I was like you know what I'm gonna start freelancing on Fiverr and then I felt after two months drained AF okay drained AF Mm -hmm. that I was just like at this dropped all my orders because seeing somebody who I was following following on Instagram be like oh I can make six figures and do all this thing and I'm like oh okay like I'm gonna start this side hustle amongst all of the other things that I'm already doing and then I started making money right away but the problem was I was drained AF and I'm not doing it I was like I quit nope like I'm not going to do something that drains me because I know as a generator, that is like the telltale sign that I should not be doing something. And it's not saying, oh, I don't want to work. It's just, I'm already doing a lot of things. I just thought, oh, my little FOMO generator brain was like, oh, I think I should be doing this too. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, that's conditioning too. It's like, we've seen these things regularly in our life. We're taught these things all the time. And we don't even realize what we're taking in a lot of the time. It's just, it's so human nature to do that. So it's really important. That's why awareness is so huge with design. Really, you almost don't even have to do anything, but bring awareness to when you catch yourself doing these things. And it will start to shift for you. It's just what happens. It's amazing. And I love that. I love that you said that. It's That is most generators. And, it's, you know, I should say manifesting generators, since I didn't really get that, that little split right there. So the difference between generators and manifesting generators is that manifesting generators have a direct connection to their throat chakra from a motor, which is what makes manifestors, the other type, manifestors. Manifesting generators, auras, are still generator auras. They are not here to initiate. And they feel almost even more inclined to want to initiate because they have that motor to throat connection. But like I said, y'all have this big, big battery. Picture a generator in your mind. It's always running and it's making noise and it's shaking. A literal gen. That's what y'all are in your bodies. It's the biggest battery in the whole human body. And so naturally you're going to want to do and do and do these things and create these things. And you're meant to just not from a place of initiating. It just gets, it gets to be easier than that is the thing that we're also not taught it gets to be easier than the way that we're all for me the ease and flow of my life has quadrupled in the last couple of years since I've started leaning into my design and what is for me and understanding what's not and just bringing awareness to the conditioning that I've absorbed that I didn't even realize I really truly a lot of it didn't even realize Mm, I did want to talk about this as well because I don't want people to think that they also can't manifest if their aura type is not a manifester because each profile and energy type, correct me if I'm wrong, has a specific gate that says whether or not you're a manif- you're a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester. And for myself personally, I'm a non-specific manifester. I'm saying this right. Yeah, so (laughs) very close. The only thing is you said that it's specific gate and what you're talking about is the arrows on the top of the chart, not necessarily gates. The gates are the numbers inside of the graph. There's so many layers. You are very close. (laughs) But yeah, what you're talking about are the 
arrows and they do, they can point to whether you can be more specific when you are manifesting or be more non-specific. And I'm so glad that you brought this up though, in general, because I, I heard that a lot and people get, everybody wants to be a manifester when they first find out <laughs> all the human design words. I did too. I was like, wait, what? I want to be the manifester one. Mm. But you know what? Every type can manifest in human design. We all manifest differently. We are here to really lean into the, like I was saying, that little treasure map, all the gates, those numbers that are lit up in your chart. Those are your gifts that you have consistently to pull from. Everybody has those reflectors included. And, you know, for the other types, we have full channels. Those are our beautiful big gifts that we're really meant to lean into. In my case, my throat is defined, my mind is defined, and I have a channel that connects my mind, Ajna, to my throat. So that is the one channel in my design that is considered a manifesting channel. So anything that I bring from my mind out of my mouth, not like a manifester because it's not like a motor center of the mind, but let's say I'm a writer. I like to write. The more that I put out the things that come in my mind and want to come out in a voice somehow, the more that I will receive what I want, the more that I talk about it with people that are engaged in it. That's an example, one example only of how I could use the gifts in my chart to manifest specifically to me. But everybody has tons of those in their own chart. Some of these gates, you have a gate in your chart that's called, I only know this because I know a lot of my friends' charts by memory, but you have a gate in your chart that's the, the gate of power. It's like this serious, powerful gate where it's like brute power sometimes, like force. So that could be how you manifest. There's so many ways that we can look at the design chart and pull these beautiful gifts and traits out and use them. And so everybody can manifest 100%. I'm so glad you pointed that out and brought that up because I don't want anybody that hears this episode to feel disempowered. It is supposed to, or limited. This is meant to make you feel the opposite of that. This information is really here to empower and to make us feel self-empowered, especially not reliant on external validations. Because that is something that, again, it's just the human it's human nature. It's the way that we are as humans. We look at other things and we compare ourselves to them and we try and emulate them and be, you know, and it's, that's okay. Part of that's okay. Not all conditioning is bad. You know, if you're around great people and they're conditioning you in a great way, awesome. Keep doing that. But you know, yeah, just the awareness again. Yes. Thank you for correcting me, especially because, okay, y'all, I'm going to give you an example from me as a very recent example. As a non-specific manifester, when I started getting into manifesting, I have always been a person who tries to force manifest something and then not getting that thing. And it was always for the right reasons. But now that I have learned since last year that I was a non-specific manifester, I really started leaning into just being less specific again. And prime example, I haven't even told anybody this. Y'all are going to be the first to know that Caleb and I have just decided we're, we don't want to live in Southern California anymore. And I've just been really feeling this call to move to Nashville I don't know what it is, but I'm just listening. And so we really made the official decision last week because it financially doesn't make sense to live here anymore. And I feel like I've been having this hard time because 
one, I've never lived far away from the beach. I grew up on the East Coast and Tennessee, even though it's like a four or five hour drive to the beach, I've never been that far. (laughs) And also the fact that it's just such a different dynamic and even though I've lived in Savannah Georgia before the beach and everything was there and it was slow and then I moved back here because I had this kind of FOMO (laughs) anyway we were talking and I was like you know what what do we want we want a three-bedroom and I would really like to have amenities like the first luxury apartment that we lived in and we talked about it two weeks ago And then yesterday I was on apartments.com or Zillow and this apartment didn't even show up. I was like on the Google Maps and then I was like, oh, what is, what is this place? It didn't even show up in the list. I was just in Google Maps, like looking at areas. And then I clicked on this place and it's a brand new luxury apartment in the area that I thought would be cool to live in. It's in the Music Row area. I feel very drawn to Nashville because of music and I'm not saying I'm a singer or anything. I just, I love music in general. If you know anything about the history of rock music or the history of soul music, it actually came from Memphis, uh, Tennessee, just a little history thing. But what I wanted to get at here is I emailed them yesterday saying, hey, maybe could I do a virtual tour? Because we're really nervous that our lease doesn't end here until August 30th. Like, how can we hold a place? for that long usually you can hold a place for 30 days and they were like our brand new building will be ready july 25th so you can move in within 30 days after that and i was just like oh my goodness has a coffee shop has a movie theater is walking distance i'm gonna be applying for a master's program in that within 10 minutes there's a gym everything that i could have wanted Boom, there. And I instantly emailed, this was right before this podcast. And I instantly emailed them back. And this is where I was saying about non-specific manifestors is that Caleb and I are both non-specific. So we're like, okay, we want to spend a maximum of 3,000. And all the places that we were looking at was 2,900, but it didn't have all the amenities that we really were looking for. And then this place Three bedroom, three bath. When I say it is the most, it was nicer than the luxury building that I've lived here in Cali. $2,100 for a three bed, three bath. This is what I'm talking about, about just leaning into your design. I tried not to be specific, even though you're like, okay, well, you said three bedroom and you said amenities. Yeah, I said amenities, but then I got even more than that. I didn't say I wanted a gym with a Stairmaster. I didn't say that I wanted a coffee shop and a restaurant on the first floor. No, I just said I wanted luxury amenities and I got exactly that. It has a sauna. It has tanning beds. It has so much stuff at this place that I'm like, I'm ready. Like, let's go. I'm ready. So y'all are the first to hear this. And this is the first time Monique is hearing this as well because I tell her everything. But That's awesome. I love that story. I also want to point out that as you were telling it, I could feel your sacral being lit up. 
And that's a really good example of that too. I'm sure everybody could hear it too. Now that I'm pointing it out, listen to how Dominica's voice changed while she started talking about that. That's the difference in a sacral being lit up and juiced about something that is turning you on and lighting you up and you following that, you responding to that email right away. All these things that you're saying, um, talking about it non-specifically in a way with your partner That's and all of these things. And then again, even your why Nashville is on your where you're wanting leaning towards because I remember us speaking about this a little bit ago and you were unsure where y'all were thinking about moving yet you were talking about this place that place I'm not going to tell everybody where you're talking about and I now you when you were saying this story you said because of music and even that that is you responding that's Dominica's sacral responding to something that makes her feel good music and wanting to live in a place that has that even though the beach is far and you you said that that's something that I, which I I feel you sis I've always lived near the water too but that's your mind right you, you could easily be like oh no we need to live near the beach let's bring it back and then that's it you now if you did that convince yourself out of something that your body is genuinely lit up by, and that's the thing with sacrals too. The more sacrals that I get to know that lean into this, it will surprise you sometimes what your body wants to do. The other day, my sacral friend had a freaking corn dog, and they don't even eat meat. Okay. But that's how, that's what their sacral wanted in their body in that moment was a freaking corn dog, and it felt good. They said they did not regret it. They felt good about that. And it was like an overwhelming feeling. It surprised the hell out of them. But they were like, screw it. I'm going to go with it. And that's the idea here is we think that we're in control of all of these things in our lives. But really, are we? Are we, though? Because life happens all the time to us and about, around us and for us and all of these things. But we're not really in control of a whole lot, are we? Like, we're in control of ourselves maybe a little bit of our pets. I don't know. Our kids. I don't know. I don't know what we're really in control of here. So my advice is let's surrender a little bit to, to the energy and how we're meant to move. And I think it'll just be easier overall for us. That's what I think. Yes. Especially because up until finding this place yesterday and getting an, a, an immediate email this morning, I was feeling so unsure. I felt so drawn to the music, but unsure why. And it's not, oh, I'm drawn to country music. No, Nashville and I want to say Austin are two hubs and two places we are considering that I was feeling really drawn to because there's a part of myself that has never got to explore music in a way that has been nurtured or given the ability to do it without judgment. Mm -hmm. And I think even just both of those places, I was just so unsure. But then as soon as this kind of came up, I was just like, no. Now I know and I feel excited and I feel it in me and I know it's the right thing. It is the right thing. That scary feeling immediately lifted. Yeah. And it, since you are a sac what's called in design sacral authority, meaning that that is your decision-making center in your body, it's important for you to keep checking back in with that tomorrow, the next day. I'm still lit up with this thing I'm doing, right? Cool. Just making sure. Or am I not? Am I like, all of that will give you so much empowerment within you every day as you go through life making these choices. If you're a sacral being, it gets to be easy. It gets to be 
easier than we're taught. I'll tell you that for sure. It just does. And we don't listen to our bodies as much as we should anymore, which is another reason why design has really turned me on in a way that's so cool. I, I get it. Some of us are more in tune with our bodies. I would say you're probably a little bit more in tune with your body. I know you work out and stuff like this more regularly than someone like me does. I take walks. It's about as hard as I go. Dominica goes hard in the gym. But the different. But are we listening to our bodies when we're doing that stuff? Or are we t thinking about all the things we have to do? Or are we thinking about my daughter and what I'm worried about? Or are you thinking about where you're moving next and future tripping? Or are we listening to our bodies while we're doing those physical things? Because I'm willing to bet, I know I wasn't a lot of the time. I was just not. And when you do that, it is mind blowing what your body will tell you. <laughs> it will be like, oh my God, no, no. Why are you thinking of doing that? And like you said, you're, you, your body wanted to go somewhere with music going, but you didn't know why. And, and our mind wants to have a why. It wants to know why. Why are we making these choices? We need a logical reason, right? No, but sometimes you don't. You really don't. Another thing we're not taught. But you're allowed to follow your body, it knows things for you too. Even if there's no reason yet, it'll come. The reason will show up for you later. Trust that. Yes. I love it so much. It, exactly. You want to have this why. And I am the queen of wanting to know why. <laughs> <laughs> when I say this, my older sister, she's 12, 13 years older than me. And she said that I used to be so annoying because I would ask so many questions <laughs> when I was really little. I'd be like, why is the sky blue? Or why is the sky? And she has me on a videotape and I'd be like, but why? But why? <laughs> I love that. See? And see what happens. This is a great, another great example. You get conditioned out of that because you get told that's annoying. Stop asking why so much. Whereas like you probably, I think maybe you do have the gate that asks why. I don't know. I'd have to double check. But my daughter has this gate too. And you're literally here to ask why. That's okay. It's good. Just know that you don't need the answer. Ask why. Ask all the whys you want. But don't get hung up on, I need to find the answer. Maybe that's the idea here. One of your gifts is asking why. One of those times that you ask why, you're going to figure some really cool shit out. And you couldn't have done that unless you said why. That's how your gifts work. But that's the thing with design. There's always something that we have been conditioned out of that we get to go back and embrace. And I love that. I just freaking love it about this stuff so much. I also wanted to add in to that it is so inspiring seeing you as a mom lean into human design and when it comes to parenting your daughter because one I'm not a mom I don't see myself being a mom for at least another 10 years and for me I feel like it's such a taboo conversation to have with people to be like, I'm parenting my child through their design and understanding them better. So I just want to say as somebody who's not a mom yet, but one day will be a mom in 10 years, I feel very drawn to that. And I love how nurturing and just inspiring you are as a mother. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that so much. It's like the biggest compliment anyone can give me is anytime... 
my mothering is complimented. It's a big source of pride for me. My daughter is a projector like me. And so learning design, it changed the game and how I'm allowed to support her in a way that I wasn't fortitude, not for any reason. But my, my parents didn't have that information to give, whereas I do. And the cool thing about parenting with design is that th there's nothing to show or teach here. This stuff is who you are. So it, as soon as you give your child the opportunity to just be that, it's like you have to do less. It's almost easier. It's not about, listen, honey, you're a projector. You know, I'll tell her stuff. When you're making friends, make sure the people that you're being friends with want to be your friend. Don't ever feel you need to go out there and like, make someone like you because that is not the projector way. The more that we do that, the more repelling we become. That's how our aura works. <laughs> when we are out there like pushing ourselves on people or like, yo, back up. Think about it. Our aura is penetrating, right? So if we're all up, hey, you want to be my friend? Want to be my friend? Like, want to be my friend? You know, like that could be, I don't know if I want to be your friend or not. As a child, I'm, I'm just making a little, you know, joke scenario so the, the listeners can picture. So if I tell my baby, listen, go to school. And when somebody approaches you like, hey, do you want to be my friend? Then you get to choose in that moment. Do I? Does this person make me feel good right now or not so much? If they do, cool. Yeah, I want to be a friend. And then all of a sudden now she's being seen and received into a relationship in the perfect way for her. And that I never had words to do that in an easy, simple way. But I'm not teaching her, you need to wait for the invitation. You're a projector. It's not, parenting with design is not about, it's not like I'm teaching you. It's actually harder to teach grown-ups <laughs> design things because we have to explain the things. We logically have like already explained ourselves so many. Kids are who they are. Like she's seven. She's pretty much living her design with very little conditioning at this moment, besides what I've given her and my mom and her dad. Thank you for saying that. And I appreciate that. And I hope the whole world wants to parent with this information because I just think it's a freaking game changer for, for both parties. I think my daughter would even attest to that that I've become a better mom since I've learned this stuff. I'm pretty sure she would say that. So amazing. And yes, it's definitely harder. Even me, I'm going to be 27 in two weeks. Oh my God. But it's a lot of my word for myself this year is unbecoming. Unbecoming in so many different ways in human design has personally helped me in that unbecoming journey. Unbecoming the person who I thought I was supposed to be and becoming the person who I want to be. Mm -hmm. Me too. I love that word. I love that word. I can so relate to that. Uh, I'm becoming the person that I thought I was meant to be or that people wanted me to be or you know, that I was trying to be for somebody else. Seriously, that's a great word because we spend a lot of time investing our energy and our love and our attention into these people and areas and environments that don't necessarily give us what we're looking for back. And what I have found too is that at least for me, my, in my experiences, the more that I've turned that inward on myself, the more that I've stopped looking for anything external outside of myself to help guide me, the, the better I feel about everything. All the choices I make of the people around me, the, the, the more compassion I have for the people around me, because I started with more compassion for myself, because I learned these things about myself. And, and yeah, the rest of it just comes easy after that. I, I swear it does. It's just crazy.
I feel like the more you have taught me about my design, the more things got easier when I implemented and wasn't trying to do things that were not working for me, but I thought it was because it was what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. Hence the word should and shooting the heck out of myself. Mm -hmm. But for somebody who doesn't know their human design and they want to know it, what do you recommend listeners where to go, where to read more about it? So there's a lot of, I just, I tell anybody listening to this right now, if you are interested in learning more human design things, I would suggest first and foremost, pulling your chart and you can do that for free at a lot of different resources online. The one that I used a lot at first was mybodygraph.com. And you could also do myhumandesign.com. And the source material, original OG human design website is the Jovian Archive. And any three of those, you pop in your information. Uh, you need to know your birth time. If you don't know your birth time, get as close as you can get. You can request birth certificate copies. I've had clients and people I know do that. They've gone to, they've called the vital statistics department, I think it's called, of their state. And you can really get that info if you really are serious about it. I would be. But if not, check your birth certificate, talk to your parents, aunts, grandmas, anybody that might remember a birth story, get an idea of the time because the closer you are to the time, the better. And then that's it. You pop in your date. It's going to pull up a chart view. It's going to look probably a little crazy at first to you. There are so many layers in design guys, but there is going to be some verbiage next to the chart in any of these that says like your type, your profile, your strategy, your authority. And there is some information there that you can gain from that. And then I would say after that, pick an area that calls to you. If you want to learn, if when you read about your design and you see the word authority and that's something that appeals to you, then dig into your authority. That is a huge part of this. So in design, what's really emphasized at the beginning is follow your strategy and authority. So our authority is our inner decision-making ability. And as I mentioned briefly with in Dominica's example, it's her sacral, it's her gut. She's meant to make decisions with her gut responses. In my case, I'm what's called splenic. It's a very intuitive knowing. It's similar to sacral. It's very in the moment, but it's not as physical for me. It's more of a quick voice or something like that, more like a quick feeling, but it's a very deep knowingness that I felt my whole life, but nobody's again, ever pointed that out as a decision-making source, but nobody in human design is meant to make your decisions with your mind. And that is something that I love telling people because really all of our answers are inside of us. So lean into a part when you pull up your chart, lean into whatever part appeals to you. If the numbers appeal to you, we haven't talked about that. Those are your profiles, but any part that really like calls to you, dig into that. For me, it was my authority. It was my splenicness. It was the most intriguing to me. I started learning about that at first and I really started to try to use that daily. I would try and make my decisions that way and see what happens. And that for me allowed me to see things start to shift. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. And then I started digging into other layers, but that's a good way to get started, not to get overwhelmed. There's no way that you can learn all this stuff all at once. Guys, don't even try. It'll give you a headache. Like a lot of people I know have tried to like, there's one main source book. It's called the definitive book of human design. You can order it. It is a textbook. It is a dense read. If you really want to learn this stuff, most people like myself have this book. It's like 50 bucks. You don't have to get that either. You can get a lot of free content on the social medias and other platforms like that. I follow a lot of human design people that 
that one of them that I did a, a human design trainer retreat with, the De Luna Girls. They have a great informative podcast if you like podcasts. There is a lot of free information out there, and I would definitely encourage people to get a reading from somebody that resonates with you as you're starting to learn, if that's something that, again, calls to you, because it will help you make sense of it. And then you can, it depends what kind of learner you are. If you're a self-learner, then do that for a while. Do what feels good to you. Please feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions. I obviously love to talk about this stuff. And uh, there's a lot of free content out there if you want to learn more. Thank you so much. And I will provide all of that information in the show notes for those of you listening. So that way you're not like, wait, how do I spell it? What did you say? (laughs) Got to rewind. It's in the show notes. For those of you who want space to be held for and feel listened to, Monique, she is amazing when it comes to human design. I met this woman online and now she is one of the closest people in my life. And so how can my listeners find you? Because you are amazing. Thank you. So are you. You are. I love how close we've gotten and I appreciate and I'm grateful for our relationship. And thank you. You guys can find me on Instagram, mostly Monique San Pedro 22. There is a website coming soon and there's a podcast coming soon and there's all kinds of great stuff coming soon. This is a transition period for me, but you can email me as well. I'll give Dominica that info for the show notes, but it's just my name monique.sanpedro at gmail for now message me on the gram i'll hit you back we can chat yes and i'm super excited that you are starting your own podcast so can you let listeners know the name of your podcast thank you i'm super excited too yes i would love to it's going to be a friend of mine amy and i and it's going to be called love human be spirit that's the name of our podcast, guys. Get ready to check it out. It's going to be super fun. I'm super, super excited for you. And y'all, if they have an episode posted before I get this episode out, I will leave the link to her podcast in the show notes as well because she just shares so much information all the time. Like we really didn't even get into human design at the deepest level that we really could have but an hour has went by and I know y'all are probably like whoa this was a lot of information so maybe we leave this for a part two and we go even deeper and maybe even one of you can come on and get a human design reading so let me know if you're interested and we'll make that a part of the next episode. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Again, thank you so much for coming on. Seriously. I am so excited for this episode to go out and for people to just hear all of the amazing things that you share. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. And I love that idea. Yay. Let's do a part two. Let's add a reading for a random. I love it. <laughs> So if you want to get a free human design reading and be on the podcast, hit me up on Instagram at Hustle Heart and Vision Podcast. And you know that I always link the podcast in the show notes. So make sure you send me a message. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. 
And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.